We've all made promises and have had promises made to us. It's difficult to wait on these promises. Today we talk about waiting on a promise on Cell Life Church TV. This is Cell Life Church TV. We invite you to join the conversation with pastors Brian and Kelly as they discuss an encouraging topic that is relevant to life today. Hello. Hi. Thank you for joining us once again in the Cell Life Church studio. We are so glad you decided to spend the next few mm -hmm. moments with us. Please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That way, you won't miss out on any of our videos or teachings. Yeah, and why would you want to miss us? No, kidding. <laughs> uh, we had a wonderful time yesterday celebrating the life of a friend who has gone to be with the Lord. Uh, we got to return to the small church that we were the pastors of many years ago. Uh, it was a one. It was wonderful meeting the new pastor there, Pastor Marty Mastin and his wife ja uh, Janice. Blessings to you and all of our friends there in Garfield, Washington. Truly. Yes. Yes, what a blessing. It was. Do you remember as a child being given a promise by a parent? Maybe it went something like this. If you behave and are a good kid, I promise you that Santa will bring you something for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what about a promise as an adult? Mm -hmm. Maybe a promise you have heard from your boss is, if you finish this project by this deadline, I promise you that others will take notice and you will be compensated accordingly. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we have all made promises to others and have been given promises. Maybe you have some experience when what was promised never came to fruition and left you disheartened. Yeah. Or maybe you are still waiting for the promise to become complete. Mm -hmm. Either way, today as we talk about the promises of God, we will learn how people deal with the wait. Yes. We will talk about what individuals do when waiting for a promise to be fulfilled. Mm. What about you? What do you do when you are waiting to hear an answer from God or waiting for his promise to come to pass? I get frustrated and then I come to you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start by looking at Abraham. Uh, we read about him in the book of Genesis. Abraham received a promise from God when he was 75 years old. He and his wife Sarah were told by God to relocate his estate to Egypt. Through a series of events, he was forced from Egypt and moved to the Negev and several other places. Abraham was unsettled. <laughs> we read the promise God made with Abraham during this time of wandering in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 6. The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan. And they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moray at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. God made a promise that Abraham would be made into a great nation. But how could that be? He was 75 years old, and his wife was barren. 
he had God's favor upon his life, and we read of the blessings God placed on him and how the world would be blessed through him. Abraham must have been wondering, how could this be? As a matter of fact, 25 years go by until God brings up this promise to Abraham again. We find another interaction between God and Abraham in Genesis chapter 15, verses 3 through 5. And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Amen. Wow. Now, Abraham's response while waiting for God to fulfill his promise was to sleep with his wife's maidservant and produce an heir. Uh, Abraham tried to hurry God's plan along. 25 years is a long time to wait. However, God gave him a son at the age of 100. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Abraham's legacy is that he is the father of the nation of Israel. Yeah. God's chosen people. The writer of Hebrews writes this about Abraham in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 11 through 12. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. Abraham, while waiting on God, tried to do things on his own terms at mm -hmm. first. We read how Moses in the book of Exodus was given a promise too of delivering the people of Israel mm -hmm. out of Egypt and entering into a new land with newfound freedom. Mm. Exodus 3 verses 7 through 10 says this, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because they're slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, and now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now, go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. Through a series of miracles, Moses convinced the stubborn Pharaoh of Egypt to free the enslaved Israelites. Mm -hmm. Because of the rebelliousness of the people of Israel, they wandered in the desert for 40 years. Yeah. For 40 years, Moses had to keep inspiring the people to move toward the promised land. I don't know how he did it. How tired he must have felt with the complaining of the people. Every parent knows the road trip question that children ask. Are we there yet? <laughs> <laughs> Moses had hundreds of thousands of people asking him this question often. Yes, he did. <laughs> Hebrews says this about him in chapter 11, verses 24 through 26. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as a son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. 
He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. Mm, mm, mm. Looking ahead to his reward. Right. Well, keep looking forward. Yes. Because that is the response Moses had to the promise God had made. Jesus gave a promise to the disciples after he had risen from the dead also. We find this promise in Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 and verse 8. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. It continues on in verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Amen. It's so hard not to share that verse and not say it twice. (laughs) The disciples were in Jerusalem for Pentecost, or the, the Feast of Weeks, which was an annual festival held 50 days after Passover. Jesus had ascended into heaven 40 days after Passover, and Jews had gathered in Jerusalem from several nations to participate in the festival. It was during this 10-day period when Jesus gave the promise, ascended into heaven, and then they celebrated Pentecost, that we read of the disciples' response to waiting for Jesus' promise. Acts chapter 1, verses 12 through 14 says this, Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. They were constantly in prayer. This is the perfect response when waiting for God to show up. They were in hopeful expectation. I love that. Hopeful expectation that the long-awaited gift would take place. And then Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4 says this. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Amen. Amen. Now, this newfound power propelled the disciples to boldly preach the gospel. Jesus fulfilled his promise by sending the Holy Spirit to baptize believers by giving them this power. This power is for us today as well. The Holy Spirit is who enables us to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We just spoke about people whom God promised something to, and he came through. Yes. If God promises something, he will bring it to fruition. Yes. 
So what is our response? What do we do in the waiting time? Mm. God is faithful to fulfill his promise. First Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18 tells us of our blessed hope, the final promise of our salvation. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command and the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord mm-hmm. in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Amen. 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 Our blessed hope. Our only response while we wait for this promise is to be to be fulfilled is to pray with hopeful expectation and to worship him in the waiting. Amen. You may be waiting for yet to be fulfilled a yet to be fulfilled promise. Your response is key. Mm-hmm. Cling to his promise and believe that what God says he will do, he will accomplish in his perfect timing. And that's the key in his perfect timing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being with us. We look forward to hearing your thoughts. Please be sure to share this video with your family and friends and groups. And until next time, be encouraged in Jesus's name. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Cell Life Church TV. Be sure to like and share this video with your friends and family. We hope you have been encouraged and invite you to join in on the discussion. If you have comments or questions about this or any of our other teachings, please comment below. You may also email us. We enjoy hearing how these messages impact your life. Please consider supporting Cell Life Church financially. You can donate to support a pastor or provide for orphans and widows. You can also provide clean water and medicine, or you can purchase Bibles for Christians in Muslim nations. Details for these and more can be found on our website at www.celllifechurch.org.